Welcome back to the What's Your One More podcast. I'm your host, Quentin Harris, and I'm so excited. We've been talking about this moment, and it finally is here. Our 100th episode, the race to 100, and we did it in less than a year, which the magnitude of that in itself is just a whole nother thing, but I don't want to take away from the show. So what you're about to hear is our 100th episode, and it also happens to be our first mobile podcast. My producer, Charlie Walker, did an amazing job as we went on site to record this at what used to be a, a, a train station, which is now an abandoned train station. Uh, in downtown Jacksonville at the Prime Osborne uh, Convention Center. And what you're going to see if you're watching the video, what you're going to see is a essentially a press conference where we created a podcast. And what you're going to hear is myself, the host, uh, and then you're going to hear Mark Nicolosi, uh, who's the SVP of North America with Moet Hennessy Private Division. You're going to he- hear Maurice Richard Hennessy, uh, who is the global ambassador of the Hennessy brand. Um, and also the, the last Hennessy uh, family member that is that is going to carry out the name for Hennessy. And it was the last time he's going to be in the United States. And he was there to talk to us about the LVMH, which is the uh, the Moet Hennessy Louis Vuitton brand, which is the largest luxury conglomerate brand in the world. And uh, and then you're going to have Rhonda McDonald who, in this podcast, who is the director of Moet Hennessy Private Division, both in uh, London and Paris and in the United States. So I had a huge, huge group there of powerhouses for our 100th episode. And inside this episode, you're going to have uh, a story told by Mr. Hennessy, who takes us down the path of the Hennessy family and how they merged with Moet Chandon family, and then eventually to the Louis Vuitton family. And then he's going to talk to you about how cognac is actually made and what they do to put into this process. It was such a mind-opening um, experience. Even if you don't enjoy cognac or you don't drink, you have to have to appreciate the icon that we had sitting in front of us that evening and what he did and what he broke down for us. I'm so excited. I'll hurry up and get off here so you can listen to the episode, but keep in mind outside of the room, there was press and there was also a gathering of people that were there to meet him. So it gets loud in the episode and people do enter the private room that we were in. So you may hear a door open. You may hear the press come in there and take photos. All of that was going on while we were conducting this podcast. So I just want to make you aware of that, but sometimes we got to take what we get and it was just an amazing moment and I'm so glad I get to share it with you guys. So enough from here on out. Let's get on with the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome back to the What's Your More podcast. I'm your host, Quentin Harris, and I am so excited. This is our 100th episode. You know, it's been the race to 100 for so long to get here, and now it's finally here. And I am joined with some amazing guests today. I am so excited. I'm going to go ahead and start off with Mr. Hennessy, Mr. Maurice Hennessy. Thank you Hello. so much for joining us today. And I have the Moet Hennessy Private members with us today as well. I'm so excited. I want to start with Mark Nicolosi down here on the end. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for having us. Uh, we're excited. Rhonda, thank you so much for being with us today. I mean, you have led, I mean, you have led the charge to get this done for us. Thank you. So hats thank off you. to you. I'm, I'm just, I'm thoroughly impressed. And, you know, having guests like this on the show don't come easy. Right. And so, you know, all the way from all, all the way from across the country over here, you've been traveling to get here. You've yeah. done a whole cross country trip. So, or, you know, Rhonda McDonald, thank you so much for put this together. So, Mark, I want to start with you. Can you kind of educate us a little bit on the Moet 
you know, Hennessy Private Collection. And sure, absolutely. Private, the brands are involved in that. Yeah, absolutely. So, but Hennessy Private is 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 actually a team of people who are <clears throat> in charge of proposing, offering um, the the most amazing products that we have in our portfolio. Um, so every kind of maison, we've got quite a few, uh, about twenty eight brands that now we wow. own uh, within our portfolio, and every of these brands have unique products. Sometimes products that you can find on the liquor store at your uh, at, at the corner of your street. Mm-hmm. Like some, some some products that you yeah. cannot. And we are a little bit specialized in this part. Yes. Or more more in this part of products you cannot find anywhere. So 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 my team uh, is is basically proposing, uh, and we are building this club, which which actually is a very limited number of people mm-hmm. uh, who are the big enthusiasts, champion collectors, scotch collector, et cetera. So to name the brands a little bit more, uh, we're going to talk about Dom Perignon, we're going to talk about Krug, we're going to talk about, of course, Hennessy. Uh, we're going to talk about unique scotch like Glenmorangie and Ardbeg uh, and many, many others. As I mentioned, we have more than 25, 27 brands. That's a, that's an impressive list. I know of those. I I tend to see quite a few of the champagnes in my house. Those are the ones that my wife likes the most. So I feel like we're an avid collector from that standpoint. But uh, for some of these other brands, I'm just getting educated on, and I'm really excited to learn more about that. And you know, if it if it's possible, what I was really hoping is that uh, you know, Mr. Hennessy, you know, could could you kind of maybe walk us through, if you don't mind, how how the the it went from a family brand to LVMH. Ooh. Oh, that's a loaded question. I don't, I don't know. No, but we were, I will be simple. Um, in 1971, Bob de Vogue, who was running Moite Chandon, uh, with Fred Chandon, who was a <coughs> big share owner, Killian Hennessy, who was almost running Hennessy, uh, they happened to know each other and they thought it would be a great idea to make a group which could be in the stock exchange, which would allow us to have uh, more freedom, uh, more association, to have companies in common, as we did already have some agent in common. Mm -hmm. Like in the US, both we had Shefflin. And in the major market, we were already together. So that started like that. So you had the stock exchange in Paris, and we were very proud. We had my Hennessy. Mm-hmm. That developed. We bought a certain amount of companies. I think Mercier, entre autres, but uh, companies which we've sold since. But I think we bought, yes, we, we had, I think, 40% of Parfum Christian Dior. I think we bought the rest. Things like that. We expanded mm-hmm. quietly. Uh, the firm, of the group was run by a, a very clever gentleman called Alain Chevalier, who was an intellectual. I mean, it was uh, very interesting. We had a big head office in uh, Avenue Hoche in Paris. And that developed uh, to the extent that one day uh, we met Monsieur Racamier, who was running Louis Vuitton. And we thought, that was in the early 80s, we thought of expanding and we became LVMH. My Tennessee Louis Vuitton. And so that uh, was working. But sometimes there was a few problems between uh, Monsieur Racamier and the rest of the group. (laughs) 
And um, Monsieur Arnaud joined the fund. And now he happily run the group. And I must say, <laughs> it's an amazing success. Voilà. Wow. That's how, you know, I, I read, did it, you know, I read a quote that you said that, you know, when the merger of LVMH happened, that the, biz, the, the business mindset changed, that it was being ran as a different type of business than it was as a family business. And, and inside of that, do you believe that the brand grew exponentially upon the merger? No, but I don't think Hennessy was run differently. I mean, Hennessy was still run by members of the family. It was expanding. It was becoming a larger company. It is true that we had uh, activities in common with mm -hmm. Moed, uh, for example, everything, the finance were not organized in Cognac anymore, but in Paris and all of that. But uh, the running of the firm itself was run. I mean, it was Alain Pracontal, who was uh, my father's first cousin, who was running the, the company. After that, it was his son, Henri Pracontal. Uh, till 1985 or 86. Then after that, it is true that uh, when Bernard Arnault arrived, he uh, preferred to have uh, managers of the various firms known by him and mm -hmm. named by him. But it has developed in every direction and in a very good way. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting. So, you know, I understand that cognac is, makes about 1% to 2% of the spirits in, in the in world. the world, we probably, yes. But I mean, so is Rolls Royce. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, do, do you feel like COVID helped the brand grow a little bit? Or did, it, or did sales just go up during that time period? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, yes did for many reasons. I mean, a lot of the sales, uh, in fact, arrived. They, they, were, they were ordered to Hennessy that was coming. And then the boats were floating along near Los Angeles, I think, mm -hmm. or, or near... On the coastline. On the coastline, because there was no dockers. Mm -hmm. there, or there was no room in the harbors. Then there were no truckers to truck them. So there... There were orders and the cognac was not always arriving. Now we are drinking it. As I goodness, it's arrived. So speaking of uh, speaking of that, what is what is the best way to enjoy this? What what is your what is what is each one of each one of you have your own specific way you like to enjoy it, or is there a standard way to enjoy it? What the cognac? Yes, sir. Oh, you have many ways you can enjoy cognac. I mean, um, you have to think that cognac is the base of the first cocktails in the 1800, when cocktails were invented by elegant barmen in New York. Uh, there were not many spirits. Those time you had no vodka that was kept in Russia. Gin, mother's ruin was kept in London kitchen. Uh, whiskey you had, but only if the barley crop were good enough. You have to think that uh, barley was grown in Scotland mm -hmm. and it was first of all used for human consumption, for the horses, and then to distill, which was not always very legal. So you didn't have a lot of Scotch whiskey. And so the elegant spirit was cognac. And I mean, we were selling cognac when the US were not US. <laughs> uh, we were selling cognac here. So, cocktails, but I mean, of course, uh, 
uh, people were drinking it uh, sometimes simply with water. When you when you read Mister Pickwick uh, journal, don't know if you know Mister Pickwick journal. I, I do not know. Uh, well, it's a famous English book. <laughs> but anyway, every day he finishes his day by uh, brandy and water. So it's cognac, cognac and water. Okay, uh, and that's in the mid nineteenth century. Uh, so cocktails, but of course. Uh, Drink it like that uh, after a meal, before a meal. Uh, voilà. <laughs> so it's really your taste. It's also the quality. Hennessy has several grades of, of cognac. They're all mm -hmm. good in their ways, but uh, I mean, the one cognac we're going to drink now, Paradis, I wouldn't use it for a cocktail. I think, it, frankly, it's nicer to have it on its own. But the VS, VSOP are very good on the tone, but it's wonderful also as cocktail. And you have more and more barmen who are very good and cocktail makers. We train a lot of them, even in this country, uh, to, you know, to get out of the, the traditional cocktails uh, with other drinks than Hennessy. Um, because you, you you can produce some great things. First of all, many of the co cocktail, like the old-fashioned mm. or the... Uh, old-fashions, maybe you can make an old-fashioned with this? No, no not, 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 not this one, this, but, but with the, the old-fashioned with cognac is remarkable. We had some oh, incredible old-fashions Monday and Tuesday night. Monday and Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say before you came with Oh, no, no, no. Unfortunately, not. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's something that we're going to have to try Rhonda, what's your what's your take? What's the best way? Which the best one, and that's the best way you like to enjoy it? Well, if you're if you're talking about our more mixable brands like Hennessy VS or VSOP, it's definitely VSOP. And I will tell you a secret: any cocktail that you can consume with or you can make with vodka, you can make it with cognac, ah. and you're going to get a much higher quality and a better taste from those cocktails. So, like he said, old fashions. Sazerac's, of course, mm. pina colada, a margarita are absolutely outstanding and premium made with Hennessy, especially Hennessy VSOP, Would have never which is very superior old pale. Now, if you're talking about our more luxury and our, our spirit and our rare cognac, it's definitely parody for me. Okay. Parody is the French word for paradise. It's an absolutely exceptional blend of cognac. And this is one that is perfection from the bottle to the glass so you don't need a splash of H2O or an ice cube it is perfect neat Yo, thank you so much for choosing us today we're definitely not done with our podcast but we are going to take a really short sponsor break and then we'll get right back to the show I've been in the lending business for 20 years I've seen many different lenders during those 20 years I recognized there's a difference between being an originator and an advisor and the team at Bank of England is full of advisors. They take their time to understand your needs. They take the time to structure a mortgage for you and your family. And I cannot recommend them enough. If you're in the market to purchase a home, maybe it's a second home, maybe it's an investment property, or you're looking to refinance your current property that you live in, take a minute to work with the advisors at Bank of England Mortgage. They're a nationwide lender, and you can find your local branch at boemortgage.com. W W www.boemortgage.com because it's more than loans, it's people. Thanks so much for letting us give a shout out to our sponsor. All right, now back to the podcast. 
Now I'm just wondering, it's sitting in front of us. Yeah. I've, I've, I think we've got to try it. Well, absolutely. We've got to try it. And, and Rhonda's going to do just the honor of absolutely. pouring these. And the thing that I'm, I'm interested about this is, you know, this is going to be my first time trying this. And I've heard a lot about it. And I think that before you taste it, Mr. Hennessy needs to tell you how it's made. I'll let you know just how rare. I would love to hear the journey of this. Okay, so Paradis is a cognac made like every cognac by the marriage of dozen, if not hundred, of various cognacs coming from various farms, various vintages. The cognac is not made in a big factory out of grain, which or a grape arriving on one side and cognac. The cognac is a harmonious blending of the result of the agriculture, of the cultivation of the vine. And we have at Hennessy 1,600 su suppliers. I'm one of them. I'm, I grow myself vineyard. In fact, we are harvesting at this time. So I am harvesting. In three or four weeks' time, my wine will be ready. We will start distilling. We will distilling the wine twice. Each distillation takes about 12 hours. And we have to finish distillation by the end of March 2024. So that will be the harvest uh, 2023. We will age it us because I have... Uh, space. Um, I age it in French oak barrels for several years, and when I need cash, I sell it to Hennessy. Well, mm. that's as simple as that. And there's 1,600 of us who do the same. Some have contract, they sell Connect Younger, etc. but I mean, all the idea. At Hennessy, we have huge storehouses where we age Cognac. The oldest we have is vintage 1800. The youngest we have is vintage 2022 at this time. Wow. But uh, all, that's it. I mean, then the cognac which you have, Paradis, was a special design in 1979. <clears throat> First of all, you have to know that we have the same family of blenders since 1830, more or less. And Maurice Filiou, who was blender, who created this one, mm -hmm. um, was the sixth generation of his family to work for Hennessy as master blender. Master Blender works of a team. Of course, it's not lonely work. They meet every day at 11 in the morning in the same office and they taste. They don't drink, of course. <laughs> they have to drive back home for lunch, but uh, they taste uh, with the nose, with the eyes and a little bit of the tip of their tongue. That is the cognac Hennessy has in stock to see how it's aging. Uh, they taste the Hennessy, which people like me want to sell before. Mm -hmm. Tell us, no, it's no good. Yes, it's good. They test the cognac, which is going to be later on in the bottle of Paradis or VS or any cognac which you find on the market has been tested by batch, of course, um, by the master blender and his team. So this is a very important uh, thing. Maurice Fillot in 1979 realized that the oldest cognac we were selling on the market was called Hennessy XO, which we still have. But Hennessy XO could change maybe the oldest are what, 30, 40 years old. Mm -hmm. right? mm. But we had a lot of early 20th century and uh, late 19th century cognac, which was there, which could produce something nice. 
And so, and also, we believe in those times that fashion amongst consumers was going towards lighter drinks, higher quality, but lighter, not as heavy as the cognac as of the time gone by, which we had called Extra, for example, which was a little bit heavy. Uh, so he designed a cognac in 1979, and as most of the cognac in the blend were coming from an uh, aging storehouse called the Paradis, as you rightly say, which now we have to change the name because uh, it would do a petite. Most of it was coming from there. We thought, uh, let's call it Paradis. Okay. Voilà. So it's a cognac uh, which is, uh, of course, much less heavy than what you had in those time. It was nice. And first of all, it has a lovely color. But you can see it's rather pale. You would think that the old cognac would be darker because it's the color of the barrel. But it is pale simply because it has only been stored and aged in old barrels. The old barrels have given away all the tannin, all that color. So they give less color, but that's not really important. It, they give less tannin. The tannin has some taste. And uh, you will feel it very much in the VS. And in the XO. But in the VSOP also, it's aged in old wood. And this one is aged a long, very long time in old wood. So you will feel much more the other smell of the cognac, which would, could be hidden by the tannin. Voilà. It's so got a great nose on it. I can already smell it it's from, the, from the time in which you poured it. So on the nose, it's very fresh, flowery. Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Comes you right a little bit of oak. Right? Yeah. There's the the there. barrels are 50 liters, uh, 350 liters mm -hmm. each. So they're all the same. But I mean, um, that's when you, when you do that, it ages. How much do you lose in that process? How much? Well, two or three percent every year. Okay. So we have to refill to every year because it's better not to have uh, half half empty barrels. Um, so we refill, of course, but we lose, of course, a lot. I mean, if a barrel, uh, if, you, if you keep the same cognac in the same barrel without touching it for 50 years, uh, I suppose that uh, you would have uh, only 100 liters at the end. Uh, uh, Wouldn't be much refill, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, shall we try it? No, we could try, absolutely. Some of us have tried it quite <laughs> But you were mentioning the uh, how do you drink it? Mm -hmm. For me, parody is the ultimate beverage on earth with the cigar. If for cigar lovers, absolutely, I think it's it's the the perfect match. We're we're here talking about we're talking about people and time. Mm -hmm. This is what we're talking every day. This is already. I love the fact you brought that up. It's like a time capsule when you open that. Up. We're we're you're, you're we're having a piece of history here that we want to share with people. This is, this is, this is what we do. This is what we love to do. This is exactly the purpose of this, uh, of this team and, uh, and on, on, on bringing, uh, to, to people, this, this amazing pieces. So then what do you like to do? Uh, uh what do you like to share? What do you want to share? What do you want to have with people? It's I, like I think this is, this is the, this is the absolute best moment for me. Mm -hmm. You get a cigar with friends, wow. basically. And you're, you're going to talk, and here you have time, you have sharing, and you have everything that I personally love. And I think Paradis is the perfect, perfect. Beautiful. That's the finish on that. 
Connie fish on that was absolutely incredible. It's voluptuous. And oh, so good. I mean, it's beautiful. Really, really good. <laughs> really, really good. Well done. So the, the question is on a bottle, specifically this bottle, what's, what's the age of that? Uh, but when it's put in the bottle, what is the age of that? Well, do you mean the cognac itself? Yes, sir. Yeah, but the cognac, it's like a crab. What okay. is the age of a crab? In a crab, you have people who are 85 years old and some babies are three months. Mm -hmm. But the cognac, it's the same. We mix together. So it's a blended. Average. It's always blend, but it's not blended in the sense whiskey is blended because whiskey is an aged stuff which is blended often with rare whiskey, very young. Cognac is, is a marriage of dozens, if not hundreds, of various cognac coming from many sources, many farmers, many distillers, and from various ages. And um, because the idea is that year after year, despite the fact that the harvests are different because it's best of the weather, uh, we need to find the, main, the same taste. And for that, you have to recreate always the blend to make sure that uh, so the age is not really an age it's it's a simply you have in that cognac which are 50 years old cognac probably 100 years old cognac which are maybe 20 years old and that's it it's that's a great way to explain but it. you cannot treat say it sell it as this is a 100, 100 cognac 100 years cognac that is the, that would be and I mean, we are not really allowed to sell a cognac with a vintage. If you do that, that means you have to age it on the double key, which means that the customs have will uh, know when you get in. I mean, they have the lock. Okay. So, but I mean, for us, we are not. This is a symphony. It is not a solo. It was very rarely when it is a cognac from one vintage, from one farmer. It's, it's a symphony orchestra. Now, this is beautiful. And I, I now know when that conversation we had when uh, one of our friends was like, well, let's open this bottle, let's open that bottle. And you said, you said it's not like beer. Mm. We can't just open each one and have yeah. different ones on the show. You can absolutely see that right now. So this is great. Well, as, as we start to wrap up here, and, and you might hear the crowd in the background if you're listening to this podcast, because they're waiting on you guys to come out there and I'm holding you up here. So we're going to wrap up, but I do want to ask one final question. It's said that you like to go to different bars and have a great bartender make a great cocktail for you. And oftentimes you ask them to make the one of their choice and you ask them to make it with specifically Hennessy. What's the funniest reaction you've ever gotten from a bartender? when you tell them to specifically make it with Hennessy? Well, it's very rare when the guy <laughs> doesn't know who I am. <laughs> Usually I go there with people like Rhonda. So, I mean, no, they, it is true that they, they tell you well, we don't make so many cocktails now with cognac. People tend to drink uh, gin or vodka or um, <clears throat> tequila. Uh, you you must promote these uh, cocktail with cognac, which we do. We do a lot, and, and you find some great bars, not just in cognac. <laughs> I mean, uh, some great bars uh, in Paris, in New York, in many parts of the world, where young barmen have been uh, trained and uh, mm -hmm. they do a wonderful work. It's uh, we have Jordan Bushell, who is an American guy who 
works uh, 24 hours a day doing all over the place. I mean, all over the, the world, I think, to teach people how to create wonderful cocktails. So but usually I like them. Uh, sometimes people have funny tastes. Uh, I remember a cocktail I had with uh, evaporated milk, and that I did not like. <laughs> I would imagine that one wasn't was a very was a real you know interesting to have it. Sal real great as soon as you said it there. So, well, I tell you what, uh, you know, Mr. Hennessy, Mark, Rhonda, thank you all for being thank on the show today. I appreciate you, you guys sharing in this moment, opening that up, educating myself and our audience. I uh, appreciate you guys coming out tonight, and just thanks again for being on the show and helping us celebrate our 100th episode. And uh, yeah, cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. cheers. Thank you all. And remember that cognac is France, near Bordeaux, and the house of Hennessy is open for visit, and we'd like that. Well, we'd love to come see you sometime. <laughs> mm. Excellent. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. I got one more shot, I'm gonna make it. One more chance, I'm gonna take it. And when I said it, now it's time for me to do it I got one life to live, so I put all into it, yeah